lot to get through today. Oh, what a weekend it was. How's your weekend? How was your weekend? If you were a Packers fan, did you walk away going, you know what? Not a bad job. Goody did what he could. Not a bad job. Or did you walk away going, still didn't get the wide receiver we needed. Still didn't get the help we needed. Still not going to be an offensive juggernaut the way they need to be. Give me your thoughts there. Brewers, they are steady. Uh, first couple of games of the Cubs series, it seemed like they uh, called upon Joe Boo. Got a little Joe Boo going because the bats woke up. Suddenly, even Christian Yelich was hitting the baseball. Brewers off today. Cincinnati coming to town, beginning a three-game set tomorrow. So uh, at American Family Field. And then there's the Bucks, And the Bucks and Giannis... They uh, they did what a lot of people, including myself, didn't think they would do. I, there's a lot to break down in that game from yesterday. But one of the things you cannot deny is the tenacity and the physicality with which the Bucks played. And and how the Boston Celtics, after that game, said, well, they, they came out and they were more physical than us and we, we didn't expect that. And we, wait a minute, you've played this team this year. You've played this team this year. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You know how physical they can be. You know how dominant Giannis can be. Don't tell me that you didn't expect their physicality. That's an excuse for getting your ass whooped. And that's what the Bucs did in game one. Now, there is this discussion. As I, I got I to gotta completely give you Friday night until late yesterday what the weekend was like. Got to give you all of it, okay? Um. Because it, it was it was one of those weekends where, as Kristen likes to say, we stuffed twenty pounds of blank into a ten pound sack, and 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 we did. Got out and about and did a lot, but we got it. First of all, we got to check in because Ben Kenny, you did you survive Chicago? Are you okay? Um, hmm. am I okay? No, I did survive. <laughs> uh, the Bill, the hangover is uh, persisting into Monday. I uh, I I didn't have a hangover. But on Saturday night, I don't know if you saw the pictures, we went to what's called the adult prom. And it was out in, uh, out in Okachi Lake at uh, the, the um, Golden Mast, uh, one of the Weisgerber restaurants, the Golden Mast. Went there with a group of friends of ours from both Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water, Joe and Ellen Hennison and their crew, and also our friends from Boondocks. They're all sponsors of ours, and we ended up all getting together and going to this thing and... To me, a pair of jeans and a sport coat, I'm good to go, you know. But everybody else, it's like prom. They're in tuxes, and Kristen's in this giant foo-foo skirt dress, and it's cut, like, down to here, and, you know, and the women are in evening gowns, and I'm like, we're, we're, we're going to a restaurant, you know. It, it, but it was it was like prom. and uh, But it started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon uh, when the limo picked us up. And by the time, and not rented by myself, of course, it was rented by all the other bars, but it, it, we just happened to be the first stop. So it started with champagne in the, in the limo. And then from there, it was a couple of beers at Boondocks. It was a beer and a wine out at uh, La Gusabella. And then over to the Weisgerber place, uh, Golden Mast out there, and beautiful, by the way. Then went there, and then it was, some spotted cows and then champagne toasts and and it it yeah it I started drinking water at about nine thirty just to kind of get good enough to work because I, I dropped my car off the the day before just to be able to get through the night and and to be able to drive home so I drove home 
And then we ended up Ubering down to nice ash because by the time we got home at 11, we're, we're both wired, you know, and we we're ready to go. So we went down to nice ash, Ubered down, Ubered back. And uh, by the time I got home from nice ash, it had all kind of come full circle on me. And I woke up on Sunday morning because we had made some plans to go watch the Bucks game down at the Yale house, the Milwaukee Yale house uh, yesterday. So we ended up there and then we ended up down at halftime heading down to Stenny's because our friend Jojo uh, who is like a legend in the Milwaukee market as far as bartending, and everybody knows JoJo if you've ever been to some of these bars. Uh, she's she's moving away. So then we had a going-away party, and that was supposed to be a, hey, how you doing, give me a hug, take a couple pictures, and get out of there. Well, come 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock last night, we were still down there. Just, oh. And uh, by the time we got home, I went to bed last night. Ben, I kid you not, by the time we got home, it was 7 o'clock. By 7.30, I was in bed. By quarter to 8, I was asleep. And I didn't wake up again until like 7.30 this morning. Uh, it was I, I, the, the, I, On one hand, you want to say, you know what? You still got it. You still can do it. You can still stuff all that uh, 20 pounds worth of blank into a 10-pound bag. Okay, you can do that. On the other hand, you wake up and you go, I am 55 years old, and I, I can't do the same thing as I used to do when I was 25 years old. On one hand, I feel good for doing it. On the other hand, I feel like crap for doing it. So I kind of feel where you're coming from. Now, when you left on Thursday, you headed to Chicago for your weekend of, uh, of mischief and bender. So did, how hard did you uh, did you party? Because if you're still hungover, you probably get the A for effort then. Well, I mean, I was hungover on Saturday morning. We continued all day Saturday into Saturday night. Yesterday, I like I woke up at 2 p.m., drove back. It wasn't like a real day. And then today, I, right. I went to sleep at 9, woke up today, and now is when I feel it. But I, I don't know if it's sad that everything you just said about not being able to do it anymore resonates with me, and I'm 23. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, it was, cause we started out on Friday night. We, uh, met a couple that, uh, Kristen wanted to go talk to. So we had met them, uh, at the, uh, they called like late on, on Friday. Cause I thought, you know, Friday, we just do nothing. And they called and said, Hey, we're going to meet you at the Fister. And the Cubs were in town. So it was all Cubs fans and coming back from the Brewers game. And so it was pretty, there was kind of an energy and a buzz to us. So we sat down there, uh, at the, uh, the hotel bar, uh, God, from like seven thirty until midnight. And just now, granted, that was a pace yourself type of night. But, you know, the next day you wake up and you're kind of like, oh, God, you're you're thinking to yourself, oh, I got all day. We got all day to do this. No big deal. The limo's not going to be here till 345. We're going to be good to go, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden we're looking at each other going, how the hell did the day get away from us? Running around Walgreens at four o'clock or uh, uh, three o'clock trying to get you got an hour before you got to get ready. So it was it was bananas. Anyway, uh, so that being said, that was the weekend. So. Got a chance to watch a lot of games. Got a chance to watch a lot of sports. Watch the draft. Uh, Friday night, w when the draft was underway, and, and people are, you know, texting me and calling me, and I, I had kind of shut down. So I kind of went back and watched everything again on Saturday morning. I really like the Quay Walker uh, pick out of Georgia and Devontae Wyatt. I've made that very clear. Are the Green Bay Packers better? Getting Christian Watson, which is a guy a lot of you who had been going back and forth with me had had wanted. Okay, so you got that guy. Then you get uh, also uh, Shane Ryan, uh, the offensive lineman out of UCLA. Uh, Romeo uh, Dobbs, the wide receiver out of Nevada. You get uh, Zach Tom, the offensive lineman out of Wake Forest. Uh, 
You go with the outside edge rusher, Kingsley. I can't even pronounce his last name. We'll get Clemens on later today to talk about it, but he's out of South Carolina. Tariq Carpenter, um, who's kind of a tweener. He's, he, he can play safety. He can play a, a linebacker. He can rush the edge. Uh, not a bad pickup that late. Uh, Tariq Carpenter. Uh, and then they got Jonathan Ford, the defensive tackle, another big, beefy body. And Rasheed Walker, the offensive tackle out of Penn State. I like that pickup. That's additional depth. And if he ends up making this team, this will end up being a really, really successful draft for Gutekinds. And uh, Torre, the wide receiver out of Nebraska, the last one chosen. So three wide receivers, some offensive line depth, some more defensive line help, linebackers, edge rushers, and one guy for the secondary. So now you look at this team and you say, okay, are they better? today than they were a few days ago. Yeah, I I think unequivocally you can say yes, okay? Are they better in recognition of a Super Bowl? And now you got to caution yourself because is this offense better? The most passes Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown to a rookie in one season is 38. Let me say that again. The most passes Aaron Rodgers has ever thrown to a rookie in one season, in their first season, is 38. So think about how you're going to replace the productivity of Devontae Adams. Are they better? I I think they're a better team defensively. I think they're really deep and strong defensively. I do. Are they better? Um, I... I don't I don't think they're any closer to a Super Bowl today than they were going into the draft because they still don't have that extra weapon. And one of the things about it when they drafted different because there's so much being made about how the Packers never go after a first round wide wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers when he had other weapons coming in, rookies coming in, Jordy Nelson coming in and you start to go through that list you had Donald Driver, you had Greg Jennings, you had James Jones, you had, you know, Jordy Nelson, you had, you know, Randall Cobb came in and he had all those guys to work with. Rookies now, you got Randall Cobb to work with. That's it. And Randall Cobb is not blowing the lid off. Randall Cobb's not blowing the lid off. So when you talk about veterans that know this offense, okay? Sammy Watkins is a veteran. But he's not a veteran that knows this offense that can turn, you know, that, that can turn things around for this team. One, it's going to be collection. Two, I don't think they're done. I think they need a trade, or it's going to be somebody that's on the open market. Whether they pick up, say, Odell Beckham Jr. is progressing at a far greater pace than what a lot of people were thinking, then maybe Odell Beckham Jr. comes into the system. Maybe that happens. Um, you pick him up, you wait till October, and you, you go from there. Um, you know, Jarvis Landry, another one. I think he wants too much. I think he's waiting for somebody to, to go down in somebody's camp, and he's going to try to get, you know, what he's asking for, which is about $20 million a year, which the Packers can't afford. I think the Packers are better today as a team and better defensively, but I still don't think – that they are any closer to a Super Bowl today than they were going into the draft last Thursday morning because you don't have the additional weapons. So there's a lot of consternation. about. I think the draft was good. Look, I, 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 I like the choices. I do. But I still think you need another guy. 
They've got three wide receivers. It's kind of the buckshot approach. You know, you get two or three wide receivers, hope that one pans out, right? You hope that one. If you get two, hallelujah, praise the Lord, pass the, uh, pass the you know, the change plate. Um, but I still think you need another wide receiver. Give me your thoughts. Do you think the Packers nailed it? Do you think the Packers swung and a miss? Did they, did they make a mistake? By not going ahead and taking the chance and jumping up in the draft in that first round to get one of those first six wide receivers that so many coveted. New Orleans jumped up. Detroit jumped up. Kansas City went up. There's so many different teams that wanted to get those guys, those wide receivers, and now you got to wonder how did the Packers do? Give me your thoughts. We're going to talk a lot about this coming up today. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, you can find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also track us down on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. You can subscribe there absolutely free. It's free. We don't charge you for it. They don't charge you for it. You can subscribe, and when we go on the air, boom, it's right there on your phone or your mobile device or wherever you want to watch it. Also, you can find us over on Twitch TV. And then don't forget to listen to the program, anything you missed. You can track down on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, This one's from Mark. He says, uh, the cameras on the outside tiki bar, is there a reason why? I'm going to bring that up because right now you can't see it, or at least she's not there. I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we come back, too. Stay tuned, because I need an ornithologist in this. If you know somebody out there that's an ornithologist, stay tuned. I got to get into that discussion too coming up. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show, and it's all coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Back to Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. The uh, schedule is out, by the way, for the uh, Bud Pavilion. I can't wait. Um, looking forward to another terrific year. Terrific year at the Bud Pavilion this year. So if you are uh, going to be out and you're going to be heading out on Wednesday Night Live, which gets underway in a few weeks, uh, and uh, you want to swing by, by all means, come on by. The uh, Bud Pavilion is going to start out May 25th. May 25th, they open up the stage. Rebel Grace goes to the stage. But this this is what I'm excited about. June 1st, Madison County is on the stage there. And then Cherry Pie the week after, and then the toys, then the cheap shots. Uh, Almighty Vinyl, there's going to be Generation Z out there. Uh, Love Monkeys, the toys, all that kind of good stuff. Oh, going to be a great year of live music out at the uh, the uh, Bud Pavilion out of the State Fair Park on Wednesday Night Live. Starts on May 25th, and it's all brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. What did you think of the uh, draft? What did you think of the Green Bay Packers draft? Did you If, if you're going to grade it, what are you going to grade them? What would you think the draft would grade out at? 877-867-1670. What do you like? What do you dislike about it? What do you dislike about it? Love to hear that as well. Because I think the uh, the NFL draft for the uh, Green Bay Packers, uh, while many of you wanted to see them grab a, uh, a first-round 
wide receiver trade up. Got to get the guy, you know. Um, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. Now, when Green Bay, okay, when when Green Bay, when the Packers made their moves, I really like what the Packers did where they basically stated, look, we couldn't get the wide receiver we wanted, so we're going to take the best available player. And they did it not once but twice. And they bolstered an already good defense. Packers' defense was top ten last year. The problem they had was third down. They were ranked 23rd in the National Football League on third down. They needed to get off the field more. That either is, you know, the creation of edge rush. Obviously, coverage can be an issue. They tried to address some of those areas. You know, and what has become kind of the yearly tradition, everybody's shouting for the Packers to draft a wide receiver in the first round. The only difference that this year, they had two first-round picks. And they just got rid of what could obviously be the arguably be the top wide receiver in the NFL. He goes to Vegas, so everybody wanted that that guy. Everybody wanted that guy. Nobody came available really because uh, Goody said one, it, the price was too high. Two, that you got to have a partner to dance with. Sometimes you just don't have a dance partner. So instead, they waited for Christian Watson, the wide receiver out of North Dakota State. Number 34 overall, drops into their lap. Instant redemption came early on Friday when the Packers moved up to get him, which I thought was, you know, the cost to move up to get a guy in the second round is is less than the cost to move up to get a guy in the first round. So that's, you know, when you got Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, you, you need another guy. Now, Watson's a raw talent, Okay. Um, and he's still developing. And that's why you'd like to have that a veteran wide receiver that can really give him a lot of pointers because you know what he is. But 4'3", 6'4", he's got a ton of upside. He's got a ton of upside. If this guy can develop into anything, he is going to be a true threat for the Green Bay Packers. Now, does that satisfy you, though? Does that satisfy you? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Do it. Go ahead and do it. Uh, let's go to the phone calls. Let's talk to our buddy Dave. Dave, welcome to the program, man. What's happening? Hey, how are you doing there, Bill? Uh, I'm doing great. To you. Uh, I'd give the Packers a good, solid B to B+. They uh, definitely strengthened the defense, which already had improved a lot from the previous year. And with the talent they got coming in, their special teams have got to be better. They've uh, right. draft, drafted some hitters. They drafted some speed. I think that'll be a big improvement. Uh, the only thing they didn't get was a tight end. And you know, I don't know. that. Uh, I don't know what they plan on using there. They seemed weak going into that position and come out weak in that position. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think they're I still confident with – if you got Tanya and Mercedes Lewis, Dominic Daphne, I think they're still confident in those three guys. Plus, you have kind of the Swiss Army knife in Josiah DeGuara in what would be his third season. So I think they they don't feel that's a necessity. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, one of those drafts where usually come Monday morning or Sunday morning, oh, the Packers stunk. They didn't do anything. They What a horrible. But, no, I thought they did a very, very good job. Yeah, I, I thought it's a. If I had to grade it, I'm probably going to go with a B. 
Uh, the A would have been getting the uh, top first, you know, one of the first five, six guys to go when it came to wide receiver. But beyond that, I thought they did a great job. Appreciate the my phone biggest, call, man. Yeah, go ahead. Biggest, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, my biggest surprise, though, was Minnesota doing the trading within the division, both to the Packers and to the Lions. Why do you help your uh, right? people in your own division get better? Well, I, you know what? But but the the the, the Minnesota Vikings – don't you think the Vikings got better too because of the picks? I mean, that Andrew Booth Jr. pick, the corner out of Clemson, they needed a good corner. Their secondary has not been playing well. I They traded back in the first round, and they took Georgia safety Lewis uh, Seen uh, to close out day one. Then on day two, that's kind of interesting because, you know, Booth is a solid pick, and they got really good in the secondary all of a sudden. And that was one of their weakest spots last season. So they traded back and still got the guys they wanted, and they had additional draft picks. So, I, you know, it, yeah, I agree with you. Trading in the division, not always the smartest thing to do, but they got better because of it. One of those trades that benefits everybody, those things tend to work out. And I yeah. think that Minnesota got better. And and they traded with the the Lions, so the Lions could get Jameis, uh, you know, Jameis Williams, and Williams probably not even going to play this year. So I mean, he'll play down the road, but at least they've got now a secondary that can keep up with Jameis and Williams. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Think about it. There you go. Right. Yeah. All, All right, right, bud. Thank you, Bill. Be good. Talk to you soon. There you go. Booth, he's got uh, top end press man corner. He's solid in that area. He's what they call scheme versatile. And he can play off in a man, uh, some zone looks as well. Um, but I, I I really, I thought that the uh, the Vikings got better uh, because they needed defensive help. They needed more secondary help, and I think they got it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, go ahead and do it. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, by the way, so, yeah, this is what I – so if you can see uh, – she's not there. Uh, on the Bud Light live stream, if you're looking at the at the picture over by the patio door – there she goes. Down by the patio door on the sill, I've got more bird poop than anybody should ever have. And I, I, when I got back from Minnesota last week, it, it, that's where it was all over the place. And I'm thinking, what the hell? There used to be a bird's nest up above in the eaves, in, in, in the overhang. And I don't know what happened to the nest. But Mama is looking for the babies. And she's pecking on my door. Literally wakes me up every morning now. Every morning at about 6, 6.30, you hear she flies against the door, stands in front of the door, and pecks on the door like she wants to come in. Now, when I open the door, she just stands there and looks at me, but she's collecting all the stuff to build a nest, right? And, and she's just leaving it at the door, at the doorstep. I don't know if she's going to have more babies and she can't fly or she's looking for the, the, the eggs and the babies that were there. But this little bird keeps pecking at my door. I, and I don't know. I don't want to hurt her. You know, I even I let her in. I let her into the house. She came in. She hopped around, looked around, and then flew back out. So if there's an ornithologist out there, let me know what you do about birds pecking on your windows. I mean, this is not like a bird, you know, looking for food. This is like a bird pecking, like looking in the door, pecking to get in. I've never seen anything like it. And she's not there right now. You can't because you'll see the little black blob there 
next to the window, next to the patio door over in the Bud Light live stream. But if you got an ornithologist running around in your family, let me know. I need to figure this out because I don't want to hurt the little bird. I want her to be better, but she's building a nest on my stoop and pooping everywhere. So there you have it. It's kind of like a bad Friday night hanging out with Ben Kenny down in Chicago. Same thing. Pooping everywhere after the end of the night. 877-867-1670. Um, Scott says, you bet great draft, as we found out last year, having speed on defense makes it a lot better in some maulers on the offensive line and length and speed at wide receiver. Uh, good draft. Uh, I got to what we have here. This is from the Phantom. Honestly, was shocked they went all D in the first round again, but I get not overpaying to move up for a wide receiver. I believe in Goody and LaFleur. Thomas says, uh, what makes so many think so many think that they had uh, got one of these so-called top wide receivers instantly uh, a Super Bowl team. They didn't get there with Adams. I will take guys on defense over those other wide receivers. There you go. A lot of people with a lot of uh, a lot of issues regarding trying not overpaying to move up in the draft. I get it. I understand that. Don't overpay to go up and get anybody. Uh, by the way. Thomas also says I have a robin pecking on a basement window every morning. It, it's it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Taylor said, would you have been happy if they traded number 22 for Hollywood Brown? I That trade was so interesting. Because um, they took Quay Walker with that pick. I mean, to, in the immediacy, Taylor... Yes, I would have been happy with that. If they traded and got Hollywood Brown and got rid of that first-round pick, yeah. Another veteran wide receiver. Then you go from not having one to having two plus additional ones that you're going to bring in because you still would have ended up with Christian Watson. So you would have had Hollywood Brown, Christian Watson, uh, Devontae Wyatt, and then your draft. And, yeah, I think you would have felt much more fortified coming out of the draft than you probably feel today. However, if I got to grade it, I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B. It can become an A. You know, it can become an A if some of the other guys that they chose later rounds, some of these wide receivers, all of a sudden work out. Or if you get one or two of these sixth round or seventh round draft choices that work out and become a legit player. We've seen this happen before. Or one of these undrafted free agents that come out of nowhere and really vie for a spot on the team and become good depth players for, for special teams. Hell yeah. I remember, I'll never forget Ron Wolf standing on the sideline up at the, the Packer rookie minicamp, looks over to Donald Driver. Driver comes walking over, puts his arm around him and says, if you make this team, you'll make this draft successful for me. And, and look what Donald Driver became as a seventh-round draft choice. Hell yes. I'd take that in a heartbeat. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin, Harley-Davidson. We are getting there next week, this weekend and next week. We're finally supposed to be back to our normals or above normal. 
and the weather's supposed to get better, the rain's supposed to move, and I believe, uh, I know there's a big uh, big bike, bike blessings going on this weekend, but I believe we're going to be able to get out and ride starting next week pretty consistently. I cannot wait. So if you're looking for a new bike, a used bike, wanting to learn how to ride or maybe parts, motor clothes, whatever it happens to be, go to wishd.com. That is wishd.com. That's wishd.com. A uh, lot to get to. A lot of different things to get to. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Ross from Wausau. Ross listening to us on ESPN up there, as a matter of fact. Ross, how you doing, man? Good. How are you doing, Bill? Doing great, buddy. What you thinking? Uh, I think draft games are pretty pointless. You know, like they're dumb, but I liked what the Packers did, um, you know, with Watkins. I think he's going to be a very good wide receiver. I was just a little confused with what they did, you know, like in the first round. You know, like they went defense. It seems like they're going more for defense and running, you know, with those two great running backs they have. And if they're going more defense and running, why do you re-sign Rodgers for that huge deal? Like, can't, and then mm-hmm. you have to get rid of Adams and stuff. And, you know, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me, I guess. Well, you know, I, my assumption is this. There's a couple of things. First of all, Rodgers still gives you the best chance to win, and I agree with you. You should have probably been able to fortify him with more guys around him weaponry-wise because you want to push all your chips to the middle of the table, and I that I understand. But as Gudikin said, and I agree with this, when you don't have that ability, when those either you don't have the dance partner or the value is just too much, you don't want to give away the farm for one guy who may or may not pan out. What you'd rather do is stand pat, build your team better in other areas, and you're still not done. Don't forget, there's going to be June 1st cuts. There could be a trade between now and then, and you're going. You're probably there's a couple of free agents that are still sitting out there. You could maybe get in on the mix. So it all is not lost yet. I got a, I got a gut feeling that what the wide receivers are right now on paper in Green Bay, there's going to be additions to that group by the time this team gets to training camp. I have, a, I have a question real quick. Do you think, and uh, I guess because I don't listen every single day, do you think there's any possible way they could have kept Adams or made him happy? Because in my eyes, like if you have Rodgers for maybe two years yet of best time, you do whatever you can with, you know, Rodgers being as great as he is to keep as much talent around him as there is. And I understand, you know, they got a first and a second for Adams, but I would have just like kind of sucked it up and said, either you sign the franchise tag or you don't play. Because I think that's what would eventually have happened, in my opinion. Yeah, that's probably what would have happened. But I, 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 they offered him a contract more money than what the Oakland Raiders did, or uh, the Las Vegas Raiders did. They gave right, him but, ad, the same deal or better, and he still didn't want to stay here. So, I mean, how, how, I mean, because he was hell bent on saying, I am not going to play for a franchise tag. Now, when push comes to shove and the rubber meets the road with money, sometimes guys change their mind. I agree with that. But he was, he had said numerous times he was not going to play on a franchise tag. So if you tagged him and you didn't get him a new deal, he wasn't going to play. Yeah, cause and that's the like chance you would have taken. Right, and it looks like Debo Samuel's doing the same thing with San Francisco, but it looks right. like they're not budging. So it's just interesting to see, you know, different approaches. That's yeah, they're not budging yet. 
Uh, just wait and see, but they're not budging yet. Well, maybe they also have some inside info that maybe Debo Samuel is not as hell-bent on leaving San Francisco as maybe outwardly and the reports might be. So if you feel you've got a glimmer of hope to keep a guy, you do everything you can to keep him if he's a solid player. Otherwise, yeah, you're right. Eventually they're going to end up moving him. You're not going to let him sit out and get nothing for him. So appreciate the phone call. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. Scott says, great draft for the Packers. Surprise, love was not moved. I really wasn't. I, I really want, wasn't. I, 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 I don't know why. If everybody wanted to move Jordan Love, the question is, as another team looking at him, why would you want to take him? And I saw all weekend, if you if you watch the draft, and I went back and started rewatching, you know, different aspects of it, uh, that you know, over the weekend and today, um, when they talked about Jordan Love, and it was very few, I think maybe it was twice, but when they showed Jordan Love statistics, and they showed the game against Kansas City and the second half of the game against Detroit and the throws in the preseason. There was nothing on tape that made you go, wow. Like I said, I saw one throw in all of those different pass attempts from Jordan Love that made me think, okay, there's something here. And that was the one throw to Jay Sternberger in between a couple of defenders. Other than that, I didn't see anything that really made it look good in any way, shape, or form. So so what, I can see trading him, but were you going to trade him for a four? For a third, maybe? You know, you weren't going to get a second for him. Phones weren't ringing. I don't care how much they say, yeah, we were talking, we were talking, we were talking. No. No. Could put it this way. If you wanted to get Debo Samuel, you could have offered Jordan Love and a draft choice or two. Because, obviously, they're not sure if they want Garoppolo, if they want Trey Lance. You could always add Jordan Love as a backup. Whatever. You can go in that direction. Nothing. It's quiet. All quiet on that front. 877-867-1670. Before we go to break, let's get to Bob. Bob, how you doing today, man? What's up? Thanks. Hey, Bill, thanks for the line. Uh, by the way, great prom picks. Uh, <laughs> Thank I give, you. I give, Green, I give Green Bay a solid B-plus on this. Um, you, you know, Bill, I wouldn't know a value chart if you slapped me up with one. But with that said... I wasn't thrilled with Green Bay giving away those two second-round picks to move up to 34, wherever they took the Watson at. Um, I was a Pickens Bobo, and uh, I I like the idea of them coming, uh, of Pickens coming from that type of offense in the SEC. And I mm-hmm. mean, great wide receivers throughout history have come from much smaller schools. I realize, but. NDSU, I, I know the kids got blazing speed and, and all these other intangibles, and that's what fans are falling in love with. I read it on social media. Well, he's going to be the next Randy Moss and yada, yada, yada. And they make it, the fans, I think, make it sound like this is just plug and play, but the most profound statistic is one that you let off with. Rodgers has only, his, the most throws is 38 to a rookie. And, mm-hmm. Bill, I'm not buying what he is selling. Well, I'm going to work with the wide, wide receivers. Yeah, I've seen how that worked, you know, years ago. He doesn't. He, he, I can't trust you to catch the ball. The heck with it. 
I'll go to Watkins or whoever he deems to be trustworthy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'm hoping I'm really wrong. The defensive upgrades were outstanding, and I thought what he, what Green Bay did on the O line was was great. You know, you got you got some insurance at at guard, and hopefully there's maybe even a tackle in there. But right. overall, I again I just give it a B plus. Uh, let uh, let the line go, okay? Okay, appreciate it, man. Uh, B plus. So get give me your grade. We can grade it. What you think, or you think that the Packers nailed it. Or do you think they needed to do more? Or are you living with the Ingudi we trust? Which is which is fine, too, because nobody's wrong right now because nothing's been proven other than the fact that there's another crop of names that have been added to the list of Green Bay Packers. Until they get out there and prove something, this is all conjecture. So there's no wrong answer here. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on, and uh, I had mentioned yesterday we were down at Stenny's. said, uh, Said our goodbyes to JoJo. She's going to be here about another month or so. But uh, one of the uh, they had like these Milwaukee legend shirts on, and uh, which is true because uh, JoJo was with Budweiser and Beachwood for a long time. With for those of you that used to come out and see our Thursday night huddles, which were they're back again this year. By the way, we'll be back on Thursday night during the football season. But JoJo was always a part of the Bud Girls. She was just a, always kind of the leader. And and always brought the energy and was always in a great mood, is always in a great mood. Just so much fun to be around. And uh, has decided, you know what? Time to go to Florida. So she's moving. But we were all down Stenny's yesterday, and there was a couple of people there that came over to say hello. And it was I know his name was Bob. I think his wife's name was Jenny. And if I'm screwing it up, I apologize. But they came in specifically from Wausau to see the Cubs series, but they came in specifically because they hear us talk about it all the time on the program, and they wanted to try the wings. He came up. He said thanks. They took the shuttle uh, yesterday down and back, to the, even though they saw a loss uh, for the Brewers and the Cubs, but had a great time down at Stenny. Second in National, Walker's Point, one of the best sports bars. It was packed for the Bucks game. It was one of the best sports bars there is. Stop in, tell them all we said hi, and, uh, and no JoJo, but, hey, uh, you know, life goes on, right? Life goes on. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so again, 877-867-1670. Uh, let's do this. Let's get back to the phone calls because uh, um, I think I'm either mistaken or not mistaken. Uh, oh, nope, they hung up. He hung up. Sorry, you didn't wait during the break. Uh, let's do this then. Let's get over to the emails because we got some emails to get to. Our buddy Steve says, Good day, Bill. I think the Packers are in better shape right now. They drafted speed and physicality while addressing the needs at the same time. I am glad that Goody tried to trade up but refused due to the draft capital it would end up costing him. In addition to Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, pushed Joe Barry's defense into the top ten, perhaps even top five. I think the sleeper of the picks is Sean Ryan from UCLA. He has the same attributes as Elton Jenkins, where he can play anywhere on the line. He seems to be one nasty dude. The one thing that crossed my mind is, are they transitioning from an outscore the opponent with an offense to winning with defense? It makes me think that they're planning for life without 12 in the next two to three years. 
uh, and all in. Uh, all in all, I love what the Packers did this weekend. That's our buddy Stephen Richfield. Steve, appreciate the email. I think, I think they, I think they accomplished the two or three years down the road, and you win with defense. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But what he did was, and I appreciate, if it's not there, don't reach. Don't reach. Don't do something stupid. If it's not there, don't do it. And and that, I guess you could say, is is the Ted Thompson philosophy rubbing off on Brian Gutekunst. You can try to trade up, but there's a certain value to guys in the first round. And if guys are going in the first round and trades are happening and teams are numerous teams are seeking to move up, don't get caught up in that. Don't give away extra guys because of one guy. Unless you believe that guy is the guy. He the man. And I think the only time you really give up a lot of draft capital to do that would be as if you're finding a franchise quarterback for sure. Okay? Um, so I appreciate Look, he wasn't there. Drake London wasn't there. Chris Olave wasn't there. Garrett Wilson wasn't there. Those guys weren't there. Even Jameson Williams wasn't there. So you don't do something stupid. So what's the next best available? You got guys that have won a championship, guys that have been stout, guys that have had a defense that's just been one of the most dominant in college football. They've been dominant at their position. They performed extremely well in the biggest of spotlights. I don't have a problem with that. And then you then you address that need with less draft capital in the second round, and you got the guy that you had kind of been eyeballing. So I don't think, and, and what many of you have stated, Christian Watson was a pick by many of you for quite some time. So I, I think getting him in the second round, rather than jumping back to get him in the first round or giving up draft capital or what have you, I, I, I like what they did. So when you say, are they drafting for the future? Yeah, you always keep the future in mind. I don't think you, you, you don't do anything stupid. But I think the, 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 the process by which Brian Gutekinds went about this, I like. I respect that. There's only been one time that he's really had a, a far out, stick your neck out reach, and that's been Jordan Love. That's it. Otherwise, he's let the draft board kind of come to him. He's been successful in the first couple of rounds of the draft. After that is where you stretch, and he has not hit on as many. Admittedly, there's some guys that are there, but when you're talking about hitting on a guy, you know, yeah, Tremont Williams, Sam Shields, that's hitting on guys that were undrafted, you know, going after those guys. So I, uh, I, I like what he did. Now see what, what, what happens. See if some of these guys pan out. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Our buddy Dwayne up in Wassa says, love, love, love the draft. O-line depth. Zach Tom. From Wake Forest, he's a steal, one of the best pass blockers in the draft. Stud and Wyatt and uh, good guys later for special teams. Also like Watson at the wide receiver, I give it a great A. There you go. Uh, James says, hope Goody was right away better than Ted, uh, was right away better than Ted Thompson. And James also said, uh, come back to lacrosse. We're going to be back in lacrosse. I'm going to make that announcement coming up. I'll tell you when. I'll tell you when. Um, I got a got a note over the weekend, 
and did some jockeying with the schedule. And our tour will begin in late May, early June, as we are going to start to hit the road again, visiting many, many of our affiliate cities. So look for us to get out near you soon. Can't wait. Cannot wait for all that's about to go down. Can't wait. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, coming up next, John Cooper, Pro Football Focus, going to be joining us. Or excuse me, excuse me, our lad's scouting guy. Our lad's scouting guy. Our lads. He's going to be joining us. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus, going to be about an hour from now. And uh, Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated, about an hour and a half. Mike Clemens coming up in the last hour of the program. Oh, we got, we got a banner day planned. We haven't even gotten to the Brewers and the Bucks yet. Brewers take two out of three from the Cubs. Bucks, Bucks stole one. Bucks stole one. We'll get into that discussion too. More draft coverage, draft reaction. It's coming up next in the Bill Michael Show. Hang in there. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.